This is the 100th episode of Harry Hog Football, live with Aaron, Josh, and Joe. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? 100. Yo, what's up? 100! Dude, you guys know what this means now that we've reached the 100th episode. Century mark. It means we can't have, like, a player's episode anymore unless they start going to three-digit numbers. Oh, man. Well, if they get well a the great... way that linemen are growing out there, we might have to go to three-digit numbers. That's what I was going to say, dude. If they get, like, a big fat fatty, <laughs> they might have to put, like, you know... A super extra double double wide jersey on him. Once once we get yeah the four XL guy, you know the, the guy that's like four hundred and five pounds comes probably come from somewhere like Wisconsin or Michigan. No dude, like the six XL guy. <laughs> dude, all I know is this: Andre Carter, up to this point, will have the last player episode. That's true. true. Very and true. the way he's been playing this year, that's pretty cool. He's been kicking some butt. Well, essentially, butt. essentially, this is episode number uh, one hundred. We could we could count it as zero and start over again with one at one hundred and one, and still do a player, you know, for the episode if we really wanted to. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe when, maybe when we get to number fifty six. I'll tell you guys what's though. Um, moving on to our first topic, last week's game. What do you guys think about the game with the Cardinals? I think I think we felt like the uh, the Green Bay fans felt last week that we really got away with one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I feel. Dude, we I suck. Think, yeah, I think God was smiling down or uh, playing a pretty mean joke on us up until something. the end, and he's just like, oh, "Okay, guys, all right, you win." <laughs> let me let me there field goal wide right. Anyway, dudes, that Cardinal game was horrible. In fact, when that kick, when they were coming on, Neil Rackers was coming on at the end of the game. Rackers? I hardly know us. <laughs> well, when he came on, I was so mad at the team that I almost wished it went through, which was kind of almost. weird. I know almost. I almost there. Almost wished that. Almost it is the key word. It would have been just like the Green Bay game where we sit there going, you know what, they damn deserve to lose that game the way they played. <laughs> Dude, we had like surprising at all. At all, we had like 150 yards or something like that of total offense. Oh yeah, we <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Total offense for the Redskins was 160 yards total. That's like Arizona outgained us by 204 yards. It sucks, dude. 204 yards, dude. I think my, you know, we had more yards than that in junior high school. It was one of those games where all the statistical categories were in the Cardinals' favor, except for uh, turnovers, and that's basically why we won with turnovers. Because you know, Sean Taylor getting that turnover deep in the Cardinals' zone, uh, London Fletcher picking, getting a, getting a pick himself and running it in, and housing Kurt Warner as he dove over the goal line. That was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, London Fletcher basically won that game for us. Yeah. Well, you know, all you know, all of that said, as far as the numbers go, 
Um, Jason Campbell's numbers weren't that bad. I mean, as far as, yeah, they were bad yardage Dude, wise. They sucked. His numbers of completions? What oh, you mean, you mean him playing or his numbers? Cause he didn't play bad, but his numbers were bad. No, him yeah. playing. His numbers were bad, but I mean, like, he completed his passes. Yeah, he was 12 for 18, but for 95 yards. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. He had, like, a lot of these little three-yard dealies. Yeah, well, a lot of it was they're playing all damn conservative again. I don't see what the problem is. Santana Moss, if he's healthy, he's out there. Is he healthy? We don't know. Maybe, maybe he's not healthy. Maybe that's maybe part that's of the it. And they know they can't throw to avoid the Lloyd because he had a whole he had another O for game. Dude, speaking of uh, avoid the Lloyd, he was talking more trash this week. Oh no! Did you hear any of it? No, I'm so dumping him off on my fantasy team though. I don't even want to talk about him. I'm not even going to. Do you still have him? Yeah. You know, he has, for some reason, he actually has, like, like a podcast and radio time and everything. And I don't know of any other scrubs that have <laughs> weekly radio shows in the morning in the Washington, D.C. area. I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, he could talk about his own stuff himself. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> yeah, so. Back to the game. Back to the we game. We won. At least. At and least the Redskins we did win. right now are 4-2, and two, right, where, right where we thought they'd be. Yep. Yeah, we it was did. it kind of like made up for that Green Bay thing as far as the record goes. Kind of, yeah. That's like not what Aaron said. Aaron been, said we were going to be like fifteen and zero. I said we were going to be sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero. We were going to be nineteen and zero, actually. Yeah, that's true. But you did. Enough, you know, we're Redskins fans. We always think that. <laughs> but I mean, in seriousness, we could have been at this point. We could be two and four. We could be six and zero. We're right where we thought the Redskins would be at this point. Pretty much everyone said the Redskins should be at four and two at this point. Yeah. Our life, <laughs> their life is in their hands, dude. Their life is in your hands. Their life is in your hands, dude. Yeah, they got four or five coming up on the road. Um, and for and those of, and, yeah, I was going to say, and for those of you listeners out there who uh, who are just joining us for the first time on episode 100 of Harry Hog Football, Woo-hoo. we do often refer to that movie, The Big Lebowski, which is one of the uh, one of the favorites. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, rent it. It's good. And you guys got a lot of catching up to do, so go back and download those other ninety nine episodes. <laughs> those other ninety nine episodes. <laughs> I know my buddy in uh my buddy in Michigan, uh John Keo, Jonathan Keo, uh checked out the site recently and listened to me. he said exactly the same thing. He's like, Man, I got ninety nine episodes to catch up on. <laughs> Now time for the Kick in the Balls Awards. <laughs> Dude, you're messed up. Josh is punchy, man. We're trying, still trying to deal with these sound effects to liven up our show, but we can't get it so whoever plays the sound effects can hear the sound effects. I have no idea. I have no idea what you guys. I have no idea what you guys just heard. It's kind of like on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> on whose line is it anyway? When they have the dude in front of the green screen and he's trying to describe what's going on, but he has no idea what they're showing. Oh yeah, and the other yeah. people are talking about it like they're newscasters, and they're like, "Oh my God, look what's behind you!" There's so many of them, and they have to try to figure out what they're talking about. Oh, God, that's bad. All right, dude. Okay. All right. okay. 
Quit playing around. Quit playing around. All right. Stop right, the, the kicking the balls in the doors. <laughs> All right. Man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, man. Here we go. I guess I'll go ahead and start off uh, kicking balls. Uh, my kicking the balls goes to uh, the former golden boy from the first couple of weeks of the season, Sean Swisham, who missed a field goal in three of the last three games. Dude, that could have been the difference this time. I don't know why he's not kicking straight suddenly, but he's starting to have issues. I'm getting worried. We need to bring in Connor Hughes. Yeah, dude. Yes, dude. They need to get Connor Hughes. Yeah, dude. Where is he? He did go two for two against the Redskins in that preseason game kicking for the Steelers. I don't think anyone's got him. He's in Pittsburgh. Is he still in Pittsburgh? I I think he's floating around somewhere. He might be in Charlottesville eating, you know, Waffle House or something. Oh, man. Well, I mean, his kickoffs have just been. He had one go to the 15, man. (laughs) Dude, I could kick one to the 15. (laughs) Yeah, I can't say that. You guys, some of you guys actually saw me kick at the uh, first Redskins Beach Blitz. I can't kick worth a. And if you didn't, you can download it. It's like episode 36. uh, It has a little video camera thing next to it, I believe. Video supplement. Yeah. Right. That was from the uh, 06 Beach Blitz, not the 07. Or the Creedence. Or the Creedence. Um, I'm, I'm thinking here, um, that's interesting that you gave your kick in the ball award to... Uh, the kicker. The kicker, because he was the least of our worries in that game, as far as I'm concerned. I give it to the whole entire offense. Oh, man. Not just the line, the whole thing. I give it to, except for Jason Campbell, I give it to Chris Cooley for dropping that pass on that third down, that, like that two-yard pass. Yeah. Um, yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I give it to um, the play calling. Dude, you can't yeah. pick all of these things. That's an awfully broad, broad yeah, kick. Man. You might as well be like, I give my kick to the Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> offense except for Jason Campbell yeah I thought Jason Campbell played another good game except mm-hmm. you know it was hard for him to throw the ball because they everyone was busting through the right side of the line like it was a like it was a dam in Amsterdam busting out you know like cracks in the dam and the water's rushing through they were going through Todd Wade like butter <laughs> like, but some good news is we're getting or not Fabian we're getting a Raybach Robach back this weekend, so that'll free up. Maybe it'll help shore up the line a little bit. You know who else we're getting back? I heard. I don't know if it's 100% certain, but I heard that we're getting Marcus Washington back. He's practiced the last couple days. It sounded like he might be able to go. Yeah, he can put on one of those RoboCop um, elbow braces like uh, Kurt Warner had on on Sunday. Kurt Warner had out there, all like 2050s. I know I was afraid. Breathe, citizen. Arm was going to transform into something. Yeah, man, it was like watching Barry Bonds go out there getting ready to hit a ball. He looked like he looked like that robot that's in the corner of the, um, you know, the Fox Sunday robot that's like, <laughs> that robot that bounces around and shakes his legs and stuff. Yeah, that's what he looked like. Yeah, man, so, that thing is old. They need to uh, move on from that. Anyway, um, so that's your kick, Aaron. The whole offense, except for Jason Campbell, big smooth. Mm-hmm. Who's your kick go to, Josh? Well, I was going to pick – actually, I was going to choose pretty much the offense. But, you know, I'm still going to give a kick to the uh, 
to Al Saunders, Joe Gibbs, coaching staff. I, you know, I don't know. They really still need to work on their clock management. There's still a lot, I think, that are coaching issues that, that need to be worked out, which is cooks, because we, you know, love yeah. Joe Gibbs. Speaking of, yeah, you're right. What was up with him calling a timeout after the Cardinals had already run down the play clock to like one? Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's pretty much what everyone said. They're just like, "What are you doing?" And as we've talked about already, the 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 clock management, especially within two minutes of the end of the game and the half, is poor. I mean, it's not even close to being good, and it hasn't been since Gibbs has come back, and even before that too. But that wasn't his fault. Now, I mean, it's it's on Gibbs and his staff. I think it's too many cooks. It's just poor. It's it's poor. What is up, man? You don't have plan plays scripted for this time? Like, oh, yeah. Jason Campbell can't hear you. Uh, does he have three plays to choose from? <laughs> I know. That he should know? It's like, <laughs> I can't hear you. We're running out of time. Okay, we're going to run one of these. I know. That's what I would do. Just give you him know, some to run. Do you run the two-minute drill ever he, in practice? Why is just, it so hard to get a two-minute drill going? Does Jason Campbell have one of those little things on his arm where he can, like, look at all the plays when they get called in? I don't know. You know one of those little like clear things that they fold on a little Velcro flap. Yeah. Well, supposedly it would have to be seven hundred pages long, so it would weigh down his arm. <laughs> Can you imagine like, he, like, a big club he, like, on his left the hand. phone book on his arm? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, you're right. As the offense and like Josh was saying, there's something up with the coaches, man. It's ridiculous. And, and, and the weird thing about it is, is that, is that it's like. You know, the first half of the game, we come out and we're we're looking pretty good and we get excited about it. It's like, yeah. And then it's like they go into the locker room and they all sit around in the hot tubs or something and they come back out and they be like, man, I'm too relaxed. Let's just take the second half easy. Let's play it all conservative. Seriously. Yeah, it's like the exact opposite of the first <laughs> go around with Gibbs and his coaching staff. It's like they'd always make the halftime adjustments and come out and kick butt. Yeah, and, dude. And now they're doing the exact opposite. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He just reminds me of some. I mean, he's afraid to like look at the end of the game field goals and stuff. He puts his head down and doesn't watch. It's like, it's like watching your old grandpa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it it's it worries me. And, and, and you know, fan, I admit me. the defense has been been playing their hearts out and looking pretty good. But you know, I got a question sometimes. You know, calling on the defense also from coming in from Greg Williams as far as. You know, certain times when he's calling a, a cover two defense or this and that and the other, I just can't understand some of the what, what he's thinking there. And well, last week I thought he needed to blitz a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, he's totally run away from the blitz, especially at the and end. And put any pressure on. Yeah. Oh, I got a few more kicks now that it's it's been so long since the game. It's like it has to come back to the forefront of my mind. And here's another one. Here's another kick. What was up with the whole special teams? Like not going for the onside's kick as if it was a punt. Everyone was standing there looking at each other like, I thought you were going to get it. In the olden days, every single person on the team went diving for it. Yeah. I know. What's that about? And not to mention, the defense looked awesome, right? But I've never seen a defense look so um, intimidating and uh, dominating while they're giving the other team 30 yards and penalties. Yeah. On one drive. It's like, oh, yeah, we stopped you, so let's get a piling-on penalty. 
Oh, you got here's 15 free yards, even though we kicked your butt. Oh, we stopped you. Let's taunt you again and give you 15 more yards. Yeah, we know that the defense always has one drive, usually sometime in the third quarter, where they just poof the bed. They always do that, and the other team will march like 99 yards down the field, just beat the living crap out of them for whatever reason, or they get stupid penalties in that in this case, and score a touchdown. And you're just like, uh, there. What what just happened? The defense was totally dominant, and then suddenly, <laughs> and it happens every game. I know, dude. So, yep. Anyway, anyway, moving forward. It's now time for the Game Ball Award. All right, dude. Who did good? Who did good? Nice. Who did good? Who did good? Who did good? <laughs> Who did good? Um, Who did good, man? Who done good? <laughs> Who done good? Who done good? Um, I'd have to say that, uh, John, why don't you start with your game ball right quick? We need to get this thing moving. Well, I'll tell you who did good in this game was damn Andre Carter. Let me just tell you what Andre Carter's stats were. They weren't super-duper, like, mad impressive. He only had one tackle and two assists, but he had the only sack of the game for the Redskins. He also had a forced fumble. He also had a pass defended, and he really had two, but one of them ended up being uh, negated because there was a penalty against Arizona. Mm-hmm. on that play he was all over the place and he's just getting better and better guys andre carter is really starting to turn into a beast dude he is a beast andre you all right someone take yeah, that man, toy away from Josh. and if any of you guys saw the pregame on comcast it starts at 10 o'clock um on sunday mornings if any of you guys saw that there was a little clip on there about andre carter that dude does some crazy Weight training. He's got like three and a half percent body fat. It's it's just almost unnatural. He's crazy. He I does these things instead of doing like bench presses. Joe Gibbs refers to him as Mister Zero Body Fat. He's insane, man. He does these instead of doing like bench presses. He goes back on like not a medicine ball, but one of those big inflatable balls that they have in the gym. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're those called. Those big yoga ball things. Yeah, and he rolls back on that, and he has a spider behind him, and he does one arm lifts straight above his head, like, you know, he's flat on his back on the ball, straight up with one arm, with 100-pound dumbbells in one hand, with a 100-pound dumbbell in one hand. He goes up with one arm. He does it a bunch of reps with one arm, and then he does it with the other arm. I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, that is in-freaking-sane. And pretty much all the other players are thinking the same thing. Like, they're like, we can't do that. That guy's a freak. And it's really, I mean, and, you know, it showed two weeks ago when he threw that dude, like, aside like a rag doll. For the safety. For the safety. 300-pound man, he threw him aside like a rag doll. Every time I see him on the TV, uh, I'll be sitting there watching with my wife, and I'll go, look at him, man. And she's like, he is so cut. And I'm like, Andre Carter. I do the same same thing for him and Mike Sellers. Like, on offense, it's like Mike Sellers. But yeah, they really are kind of the beasts of the team, they, aren't they? I know, man. Like, like you, you need a couple of people to, to, you know, to back you up when you need to go pay, like, or like, you know, pick up the rent from some people that are renting a house from you or something. Mm-hmm. You can show up with them behind you. I know, dude. Josh, what's, who's your? Yeah. Uh, what about your game ball? Ooh, my game ball, my game ball, my game ball, my game ball. My game ball. I'm gonna give the game ball to to, old, uh, to London Fletcher. 
Mm-hmm. Big community guy. He had that. Uh, he had that nice pick. He's just an all-around great team leader. Um, does his job. We've talked about it before. He had that nice pick. Ran that in. I mean, just he had a really nice game. I thought, and uh, it definitely contributed to the win, uh, which was barely a win. So yeah, with that return, man. Yeah, a score so, was the difference right there. I, and, yeah. and and Josh to give you some stats there. He led the team with ten tackles, three assists, two passes defended. And a pick, which, of course, we all saw him run back with that wave of burgundy and gold going into the end zone, just knocking Cardinals aside like like jellyfish. Mm-hmm. He, he just had a great game. I mean, yeah. I didn't do the stats. That's cool to know. But 10, ten tackles, man, I mean, he, that's a great game. That's massive. He was by far the biggest acquisition this season. Yeah, it's huge. He's massive. All right, massive dudes. acquisition. I'm going to have to give my game ball to – I don't know if I've ever given my ball game ball to him before, but Sean Taylor. Oh yeah, he had an awesome game. He's having an awesome season, dude. I mean, he's, he's leading, leading the, league. the league in interceptions. Yeah, I know. How many did he have in this game? One, two. two I think, he had right? one in this game. Two in the last game. All right, he had one interception, and but the reason I've given him the game ball is because of he had a good game, and he's not the one on the team that got the stupid penalty. Yeah, and remember back at you know back in the recent day, he was the one that might get a stupid penalty. Mm-hmm. Now he's just hanging out in center field, like a like a looks like uh, he's fielding punts right there. now, like Carlos Beltran or Coco Crisp. I can't think of anyone better than that as a center fielder right now. But uh, yeah, he's hanging out and just poaching all now, day now, long. Now, since I gave my game ball to uh, to London Fletcher, did, was didn't he have that penalty for Tawny? Yeah, he did, yeah, and he said he was he was pumping up the fans. Yeah, they said he was taunting the bench. Right. Yeah, but we all know how awesome. Who was it? Mike Triplett? Was it Mike Triplett doing that game and his crew? Yeah, that crew always sucks. <laughs> Mike Triplett's a horrible ref, man. I the thing that I noticed throughout the game on both sides of the ball were the bad spots they were giving everyone. They like couldn't yeah, spot you, it within two that. yards. Aaron, I remember you mentioned that on both sides of the ball. It was like the spots were horrible. It was like an umpire yeah. with a wide strike zone, man. It was like uh, somewhere in here. We'll just say it's here. <laughs> strike. <laughs> but anyway, dudes. Hey, John, with that septic system problem you've been having, we were talking about before the podcast, maybe you should try uh, just calling 1 800 Ridapoo. Ridapoo? What's that? Well, if you're in the greater Washington, D.C. area or Virginia, just give them a ring. They'll help you out with your septic problems. That's 1-800-RID-A-POO. Ridapoo. All right, dudes. Next item of business here is the, uh, what do you guys think about the Patriots game coming up this weekend? I noticed that the uh, Redskins are now 17-point underdogs. 17-point underdogs in a pro football game. This is a team with a winning record, the Redskins. You know, we're a 15-point underdog. Dude, I also had to point out that this is only the second team with the winning record that has played the Patriots. That's true. Patriots have played the likes of uh, <laughs> 2-4 and four Buffalo, 1-6 and six, uh, New Jersey Jets, and, of course, the absolutely freaking horrible Miami Dolphins. And the but highly – are 17-point underdogs. Dude, don't forget the highly overrated Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, yeah. They've also played uh, – Cincinnati, Cleveland, and San Diego, who might – San Diego's record right now. What are they, 2-1-4 or something like that? 3-3. Three and three. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. one team with a winning record, a couple of uh, 500 teams, and certainly no defense is as strong as the Redskins because all you people out there, well, if anyone's out there listening to us think, that thinks Dallas has a good defense, you guys are listening to the wrong podcast anyway. But yeah, Dallas, overrated defense. Roy Williams couldn't stop, you know, a, a, a child with an ice cream cone walking down the street. Enough about Dallas. They're back to this Patriots game. Um, Joe Gibbs is going in there saying that we're the. Uh, this has to be the biggest. Um, Redskins have to be the biggest underdogs in the history of sports, and something to the effect of if you have a uh, game plan that can beat the Patriots, leave it here so he could look at it. Um, yeah, a little, that was that was a little strange. But I think he's got a whole lot of stuff cooking on the uh, cooking on the Al Saunders oven right now. I just have a feeling dude, if the offense can show up, dudes, we can win this game. Dude, Absolutely, dude. You know what I think the secret weapon's going to be? Randall L. He needs to throw some passes. They haven't done that at all this year. They, if the Redskins are going to win, they need to turn to like page six eighty eight of that playbook and start back there and working back to the front instead of the front to the back. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to be too crazy with Randall L. throwing stuff. What do, you, what do you want him to throw, like five or six passes or something? At least two or three. I think two mm-hmm. or three is probably solid. There's no reason we can't try that because we've got to do something. Santana Moss has got to get open. He's got to. He's got to step up and get open. He's had two catches for eight yards over the last two games. He's got to do something. The Redskins need to, if they can get in there and crush Brady, and crush Randy Moss and knocked him out of the game early. We have a good shot at winning this thing. Yeah, we need big old Andre Carter, like, coming around the corner. Roll! You know, like, cracking all over him. So, yeah, dude, the um, the thing I was going to say about about this game coming into the Patriots with them, what are they? They're 7-0 now, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that there was a good article, and um, it came across our news ticker on the Harry Hog website, um, the article's on, uh, AO, from AOL Online, but uh, basically it talked about the 1990 Los Angeles Rams. And uh, going into week 13, they were playing um, they were playing basically the, uh, the 49ers, and they were going into that game 3-7, and seven, and they beat the 49ers. Um, you know, they won that game 28-17, to 17, and... The 49ers were undefeated at that point. Dude, that's why they play the game. Yep. That's why they play so, the game. There's only been one undefeated team ever. And, you know, someone always stumbles. There's no reason, except for the offensive line, that the Redskins can't win this weekend. There's no reason. None at all. No reason. And if the receivers can catch. Yeah. Santana Moss has to show up, though. Yep. So, anyway. That's that's what I have to say about that. Keep the faith. Get pumped. Keep the faith, brothers. Get pumped. Don't get down on it and be like, oh, we're going to lose this game, definitely. Stay yeah. pumped. Every Stay Redskins pumped, fan dude. I've been talking to here in Virginia is like, you know what? It's, it's saying the same thing. It's like, you know, if the offense can show up, we can win this game. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. So, but there you go. You guys hear that music? I do hear it. Oh, yeah. That means it's time for Tom's Trivia. Okay, Tom's Trivia for this week. Here's the question. In the past 50 years, name the four future Redskins who won the Heisman Trophy. Ooh. Mm. Tough one. I know two of them. Now, this is, this is 
Redskins at any time in their career, not like drafted by the Redskins. Yes. Okay. At any time in their career. Uh, anyway, uh, if you guys know uh, the answer uh, to this, send it in to Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com. It's H A R R Y hogfootball.com. Sorry, John. It's yeah. Thunder. Dude, you totally stepped on it. Oh, man. Come on, dude. Sorry, dude. <laughs> or you can give us a ring a ding ding at 202 657 Hail. That's H A I L. Hail in the Washington, D.C. area code. That's, That's right. And moving forward, it's almost time to wrap this thing up. Um, what do we got up next on the itinerary there, John? Um, free Art Monk, man. Art Monk, Hall of Fame. How oh, could I forget? Number 81. How could I forget? Very important part of the show. Josh has been working diligently on the designs for the Harry Hug Football Art Monk for the Hall of Fame com- campaign. That's right. And you know, we are up on an election year and uh and it's time to uh to definitely let ourselves be known let show our support for art monk so we've come up with the um <laughs> did you say free art monk yeah. free art monk man free art monk free vote art for art monk. campaign vote yes on number 81 um right. you can go to the website we've got uh we've got some new stuff uh set up there with uh just did it simply with um uh, Cafe Press online, and basically, uh, you can click on our stuff, check out the designs. We got T-shirts, mouse pads, mugs. But the coolest thing in my mind is the thong. No, not the thong. Oh, I don't want Art Monk there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even wear a thong. Talking about for what do you mean to wear a thong? <laughs> um, <laughs> the coolest thing in my mind are the. Uh, are the vote for our monk buttons. And, uh, we've got little mini buttons, which are like one inch, two and a half inch buttons, and three and a half inch buttons. And they're dirt cheap. They range from like, I don't know, dollar fifty to three fifty or something like that. Or you can buy a ten pack or a hundred pack and then hand them out at the game, tailgating, so on and so forth. So. Yeah, if you're feeling flush with money and you feel like buying a hundred buttons and just like Josh just said, if you're going to the game, um, in a couple of weeks, in the next home game, you can wander around, start chucking them out to people, be like, dude, vote for Art Monk. Yes, on number 81. That's right. And you can even order an Art, vote for Art Monk yard sign, stick it in your yard with all the other campaign signs you're going to stick out there next year. It's totally neutral whether you go to the left or to the right. It doesn't matter. Stick Art Monk in the middle and you're all good yeah, to go. This isn't a red state, blue state thing. This is, this is a right or wrong thing. And everyone knows the right thing to do is vote. Mm-hmm. Yes. For Art Monk. And, and last but not least, pick yourself up some postcards or some Vote for Art Monk gift cards and uh, slap a stamp on those bad boys and write a note personally to all of those voters who are actually doing the voting. Drop it in the mail to them. Let them know that you're showing your support and who they should be voting for next year. Yeah, and yeah, you can see that. Who was that dude, Aaron, from the – I can't remember his name. Uh, it was that guy, I think, for the Houston newspaper that was just – totally going off about how Art Monk should not be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I can't remember. remember his name, but I remember you brought that uh, that article to light. Yeah, yeah. buy a 10-pack of postcards, have you and all your other Redskin fan friends write them a note and send them all to them. Yeah, this, this is what I hope is like a few people out there will buy some buttons and start handing them out at the stadium because we would do it ourselves if we had, you know, money. Cause <laughs> <laughs> and we all didn't live many hours from the stadium. 
or a few hours for me, Josh, a few more, and Aaron, just a ridiculous amount of hours. So anyway, just go to our site and uh, buy some of that stuff and get the campaign going. Tell your friends, hand out some buttons, write some postcards, get some yard signs, get a mug for your desk at work. And, uh, and, with, and with that, that's enough of that for this week. We will close the barn door on the Vote for Art Monk campaign. <laughs> okay, dude, and here we go. It's uh, That music symbolizes that it's time for the Random Redskin of the Week. This week's Random Redskin of the Week is a Syracuse Orange Man. He was a wide receiver who played for the Redskins from 1980 to 1993. He is none other than Arch Monk! Oh, yes! I must have closed the door on the uh, Art Monk barn there a little too early. Yep. Yeah, I, 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 you guys may out there probably don't. May, well, maybe you know. I, I don't. Aaron and Josh are not privy to the random Redskin of the week. That way, when you get a, a really interesting one, like uh, <laughs> what was the one I had the uh, Mr. Breedlove the other week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that way it's nice and fresh for them um, here at the end of the podcast. Nice. In any event, dudes, this is going to wrap up our hundredth episode. We tried not to ramble so much on this episode. And looking forward to the Patriots game as the huge underdogs. I'm pretty pumped. I don't know about you guys. Dude, I'm pumped. Dude, I am super pumped. I want to see I the underdog be. victory. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be just it. like we were saying at the beginning of the season, guys. You know, the Redskins are coming along. They're 4-2. and two. They're in good shape for the playoffs at this point. They're going to have some big victories and some dumb losses. Like for the Giants, they got big victories like this weekend against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And people aren't going to give them the time of day all the way through the season until we get to the playoffs and we go on to win the Super Bowl. Yep. That's right. So, um, yeah, dudes. We'll uh, talk to you guys after the the biggest upset in sports, according to Joe Gibbs. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And thank you to all you guys who've been out there listening. If this is your first episode or your 100th, um, well, if it's your 100th, you heard the really bad first few episodes, but we we hopefully we've gotten up to at least mediocre at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for your support. Keep checking out the website; it's always changing, folks. We really appreciate it. And yeah, just touching a note on that, you'll notice a whole new look on the website. We've still got some more features we're adding in there, so check it out. Make sure you get in, logged on, upload your uh, your picture, your avatar, get your get the little Redskins fan community going right there on HarryHogFootball.com. And remember, that is H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. Check us out. There you go. And as always, dudes, if you see a Cowboys fan, joke Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's up, guys? This is Alex. Stead out of his job up in downtown D.C. Pumped up. Pumped up. Skins fans. We're going to take it to the Pats. 16.5 points. Makes no difference. Hail to the Redskins. We're going to demolish the Pats. The defense will step up. Campbell will get the job done. I'm ready. Let's do it.
big props to Aaron, Josh, and Sean, and the entire Harry Hog Football Nation. Let's get it. I'm pumped. You get pumped, too. And if you see a Cowboys fan, chuck them. Bye-bye now.